Welcome to Fit Body Happy Joins. This is our One Question Monday, where myself, I'm Shannon, and Dr. Peyton Busker, who is a physical therapist and uh, instructor at EFLO, where we take one of your questions and we just break it down as quick as possible. And today, this is a very common request, a very common question, and I think it's because it's very trendy in the fitness industry, and it's our thoughts on wrist and ankle weights. So today, what we want to do is kind of chunk this into three different pieces. We'll talk about using ankle weights on your wrist, so wrist weights. Then we'll talk about ankle weights and the uses on there on your ankle. And lastly, we'll talk about walking with wrist or ankle weights. Um, so just so the listener kind of knows what to expect from this from this episode. So welcome, Peyton. Thank you. Very happy to be here as always. As always, let's let's talk about wrist weights first. So. I think that the common way I see wrist weights being used in exercise is something like a Pilates class where someone just has them on the entire time and they're doing something like arm circles out to the side, or they're doing like tricep kickbacks. Mm -hmm. Um, What are your thoughts on using wrist weights in that type of format? Yeah. Um, It's interesting because we can kind of peel it back and say like, the way that we see wrist weights used typically, well, let's look at the exercises that are most common. And they're all those, those more common, small, tiny little like, uh, pulses and motions that we see a lot in more like a mat Pilates class. Um, and those are motions in general that we tend to not utilize in our programming, um, regardless of the wrist weight. So, when looking at those exercises, most of those are late phase loading the, the deltoid muscles, like different portions of the deltoid muscles in different way, shapes and form. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, um, but it's not necessarily either the most effective way to grow the shoulder muscle, to grow the deltoid. And then simultaneously with men, uh, with our, our arms, when they're extended, we're creating also a long moment arm to the upper trap muscles. So uh, you might notice if you've been doing these type of classes with wrist weights on, and maybe your neck doesn't feel the best after these type of classes, and you might be confused as to why. And that's because it could be because um, you're also loading with that small weight, the, the upper traps. And, and so that's just something that we tend to avoid in general, whether you're using a wrist weight or a dumbbell, like the same rules kind of apply And so that's what I think initially shaped our opinion or our view of wrist weights in general was, okay, well, that's what they're being used for. Like we don't, we don't tend to incorporate those types of exercises into our programming. So kind of writing wrist weights off initially, um, that's kind of in there. I, I totally agree. And there's nothing wrong with wrist weights. It's more, it's just another form of resistance, right? It's just the same as like a light dumbbell, but the, it's more the association of the exercise selection combined with the wrist weights. Because if you think about it, people are like, Oh, it's just, you know, two pounds. And yes, it is two pounds, but it's not two pounds of load to the muscle because you have to take that two pounds and multiply it by the length of your arm. So the magnification to the muscle isn't just two pounds. It's two pounds times the length of your arm, which is like what, 18 inches for some people. So uh, do the math, right? 18 times two pounds. That's a lot of load to your deltoid and upper trap. And when you're doing higher repetition, again, that's when you might start to feel um, that upper trap loading neck discomfort. 
And since it is, you know, higher repetition, since those moves tend to be, tend to be associated with higher repetition, you're working more in towards those type one muscle fibers rather than your type two muscle fibers. Your type one muscle fibers are the endurance fibers that are stimulated with, um, longer, uh, longer session or longer exercises. Yep. And more higher repetition. And there's nothing wrong with stimulating your type one muscle fibers. We want those strong too, but they aren't going to move the needle as much as far as muscle growth, because they're a lot smaller in size. Um, they're intended for more endurance. So it's kind of like, we were talking about this earlier. It's kind of like, there's not, we don't, we don't want to say that it's like bad or wrong or dangerous, but is it the best use of your time and energy to be using wrist weights and things like those arm circles where you're circling your arms for like a minute on end, or those tricep kickbacks where you're doing that for like, you know, three minutes on end or whatever. Um, so I think it's just like, yeah, it's not bad or wrong, but is it the best use of your time and energy? Right. Especially when you think about the whole marketing behind a lot of these types of classes and programs, are to be toned and to tone up your arms. And it's like, that is not going to move the needle when it comes to toning, because as we know, toning is just a fancy word for increasing muscle definition, which is increasing your muscle mass or getting that muscle hypertrophy and decreasing your fat overall. And that's, you can't decrease your fat with exercise. We say this till we're blue in the face, but you can't spot treat fat. And so often those types of exercises are the ones that people are purporting to be those fat reducing exercises and that, oh, they're safe to do. You can just do them over and over again, but really it's not going to do much for your muscles in terms of the growth of them. And then it's certainly not going to do anything or much of anything for the fat content in the area. Totally. Totally. And I think, you know, if you're untrained, if you're coming from doing nothing, sure. right, it, it's absolutely beneficial. We don't, we don't want to say that like, it's not worth anything, or you should completely throw it away. If you're coming from doing nothing and you're like, listen, that's all I'm going to do right now, no matter what it's like, okay, great. But it's like, if there are exercises that you can do for less time and get better, um, better value and better benefit out of the time and energy that you're spending in it, we like to choose those instead, because then it's less repetition through your body too. It's like less wear and tear, higher bang for your buck, choosing an exercise, like, um, like let's say you're trying to target the shoulders, choosing an exercise where you're on your side and you're doing an abduction, bringing your arm out and into the side, something that we show on our Instagram all the time, um, and using an appropriate weight for that staying, you know, in that 60 to 90 second time frame where you are targeting, you're more likely to target your, both your type one and your type two muscle fibers, which means that you're growing that muscle with less repetition and less, um, discomfort through your joints. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, that's that. I love how you brought up the toning piece, because I think that a lot of people are like, oh, well, I want to get toned because it feels like burn. It, I yeah. think intuitively you're like, it burns. That means it's burning fat there. Right. And that's just not how it is. Yeah. Unfortunately, not the way it works. Yes. 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 So let's talk about when wrist weights could be beneficial. Yeah. Um, do you want to touch on that, Peyton? Yeah. I, I like the idea of using them to incrementally, like be able to do it in really small increments um, to increase the load that you're doing for exercises that we do like to include something like a bicep curl. Um, you're able to, so say you're doing, you've been using 15 pounds and you're not quite ready to go up to your twenties. Cause that's a pretty significant jump for, especially for your upper body muscles. So adding on wrist weights could be a really great way to increase the load to the biceps 
um, in, in a really like safe way, in a way that's not overloading the surrounding structures and, and can get you going in that direction of progressive overload. It also takes off a little bit of the responsibility of some of your elbow and wrist muscles, like your, your wrist extensors and your wrist flexors that attach at the elbow that can sometimes become uncomfortable or can, can get a little irritated if you're trying to go up in your weight for something like a bicep curl, because those are smaller muscles and they can't accept as much load as your bicep, something like your bicep could. So you're able to bypass them by not have, including them in what, in the exact weight that you're gripping, you're, you're placing them above that joint. So you're able to take it out for the wrist and elbow and just have it affect that, that bicep muscle. So I think that can be a really great way to incorporate those, those wrist weights. Yep. I think, and you could use that for almost any upper body exercise that we like to do. So you yep. could do it for bicep curls. You could do it for school crushers. You could do that for sideline um, extensions, basically anything that you have a dumbbell in your hand, you can add a wrist weight to. Yeah. Um, and I, and pretty, you know, as long as you're choosing an exercise that is effective and safe for your muscles, adding that wrist weight for your upper body is, can be a great tool to use. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so awesome. So that's wrist weights. Did we miss anything there? I don't think so. Okay, perfect. Let's move on to ankle weights. I think a lot of similar things apply here. Again, we see ankle weights a lot in something like a Pilates class where you are doing, you're focusing more on those late phase loaded exercises like donkey kicks where you're in all fours and you're extending your leg back or like sideline hip um, circles and things like that. What are your thoughts there for using ankle weights for those types of classes? Yeah, I, I don't think it's necessarily, you and I have talked about this before, like we used to think of it more as like, absolutely never do that. You shouldn't do it because in something like if you're adding an ankle weight to something like a sideline leg lift or a leg circle, you are adding load to the knee, a lateral force through the knee. And the knee is a hinge joint that likes to go forward and backward. It does not like to go side to side. But when we think about it, it, we've kind of softened a little bit on that opinion because it's not it's not a crazy significant load. It's not something that is necessarily going to be inherently super dangerous or anything like that. But for me, it goes more back to the effectiveness of the exercise and the exercise selection itself. We certainly lace in things like sideline leg lifts or donkey kicks and things in our classes, like our build and burn classes or our our, um, bar class. Those are probably where you see them the most. Um, but they're, they're like sprinkled in extras on top instead of them being the primary exercises that we're choosing because they're not going to move the needle in terms of muscle growth. Again, like we said, thinking about the arms and especially for, in, in my opinion, your glutes, when you think about your lower body, your lower body, the muscles are a whole lot bigger than your upper body. So if we're not choosing them for upper body, I, I definitely wouldn't, that wouldn't be my go-to as the primary form of resistance for my lower body exercises. I'd much rather choose something like, even if it's, it doesn't necessarily have to even be loaded. It can be something like a body weight step up. That's going to place a significant load through those glute muscles, um, especially in comparison to something like a sideline leg lift. So instead of adding a weight on to make the leg lift harder, I'm just going to choose a different exercise that'll get more load through that muscle group. 
Yes. Amen. Amen. What do you think about adding ankle weights to something like a step up where you have to lift the weight of your back leg? Yeah. I, I personally would not recommend because especially if in your step up, if it's on your back leg, you're going down. And then a lot of times we, we cue to bring the knee up as you, as you rise. So what you're doing is just adding more load to your hip flexors, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but if our focus in a step up is the standing glute, then I don't want to do something that's going to add to like, that's going to take away from that contraction, which would be if we're, if we then start loading that right hip flexor, that's going to kind of muddy the waters in terms of that connection from the brain to the glutes, because it'll have something additional to, to be contending with. So instead I'd rather add a, something like a dumbbell. If you feel like you're ready to progress holding a dumbbell in, in your hand, and maybe even that might be, and this is thinking on the fly, but that might be a case where maybe you add a, a heavier weight to the wrist, to that yeah. left wrist, as it's more balanced. That's the side that we would add the dumbbell to anyway. And your arm is just staying directly by your side. So you're not, it's not like the leg where you'd be lifting it up and it would be, you know, activating the hip flexor, or if you're in your arm, your shoulder, so it's just by your side, adding an additional load. So that could be something to think about. Yeah. There. I hadn't thought about that either, but yeah, it's, it kind of goes back to our kind of quote unquote rule. There's no yeah. rules, but yeah. about like how, if you're holding a dumbbell and you're doing the exercises that we do in Evlo, you can most likely add a wrist weight there. Um, and yeah. it might, it might help, you know, take away some of that limiting factor, which is often your grip strength that limits a lot of people holding weights or their hands yep. are tired. And that's, that's very distracting when your hands are tired. So I like that idea a lot. Right. What are your thoughts on, um, I, I see it also a lot. I see ankle weights a lot for abdominal work. So like leg, like leg lowers, oh, bicycles, yeah. things like that. That's definitely hip flexor. In my opinion, it's, I, I'm all for abdominal stability work and all of that, but I think it's being really picky with your exercise selection. Yet again, I, we don't incorporate, even in our, our newer core stability program, we don't incorporate a lot of like bilateral leg lowers and things like that, because the, in comparison to what the hip flexors are having to do, the abdominals are not getting a lot, a whole lot of load to them. They're, they're really just like fighting to, to contend with that, that hip flexor motion, wanting to pull the spine forward. And so if you just add ankle weights on top of that, you're just going to be adding more load to what is already being loaded. So yeah, definitely. If you, if you're looking to increase your load to your abdominals, I'm going to go for, uh, something like a ball crunch. And if you're, if you're to the point in your ball crunches, where you able to bring your hands behind your head easily, no problem, no coning or doming, you might be able to go up in resistance, but in that case, hold a dumbbell in your, in between both hands and have it right at your chest. Cause that is, that is the space or that portion of the body is what you're having to pull up against gravity. So that's where you would want to add your resistance, not, not necessarily to the ankles. Yes, man, you are on fire today. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. I love it. I love when I just get to sit back and let you talk and explain it all. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Um, okay. So yeah, I think, um, I think where could ankle weights be beneficial? What exercises would we recommend somebody use them for? We talked about using them anytime you're holding a dumbbell in your hand. What about like, when would, when would we recommend strapping them to your ankles? 
I, one of the main things that comes to mind and something that came up on our, on our member Facebook group recently is something like our hamstring curls. So we do hamstring curls, very funky here in Evlo to make it work for an at-home setup, but we do them where you're kneeling on an elevated surface. You hold one dumbbell in between your feet and then you're lifting and lowering that dumbbell and your hips are bent the entire time. And you're, you're stabilizing your upper body on a chair. So a lot going on. We definitely have images and videos of this on our Instagram. So check back if you need to see a visual there. But the member was saying that they tried, they felt like they were ready to go up and wait there. But when they attempted to go up and wait, they felt discomfort on the inside of their ankle. And similarly, it's like we talked about in the upper body, what can happen is the, the muscles in the lower leg, we've got a lot of smaller muscles. And then especially in the feet, we have a ton of little tiny muscles can start to get overloaded. So your hamstrings might be ready to increase and your hamstrings are huge muscles, especially, especially in comparison to something like the, the inverters or the muscles that turn the feet in that run through that inner ankle space. Um, they might get overloaded. So instead, maybe you keep the weight that you've been doing and that you've been holding between your feet, if that's been feeling good, and then you get to add ankle weights there. So you're increasing the weight and the load to the hamstrings without having to increase the load to those, those inverters, those muscles that are responsible for turning the foot in. Yes. And that's a case for, that's a time where you could probably use a little heavier ankle weights too. Like I have four pound ankle weights and that's an excellent exercise to use your ankle weights for is those hamstring curls. Because the reason we like that is because you're not getting the side to side force through the knees. You're not getting the lateral force to the knees. Like you would in something like a side lying abduction where the leg is coming out to the side, because then the force is going forward backward through your knees, which is the direction that the knee moves. So we really like to, I think that's an awesome place to add it. And we get a ton of questions about that. Like it's hard to hold that weight between my feet. It's like, well, just get, get yourself some heavy ankle weights or something and just use that instead. Right. Um, It can be, it can be frustrating. Like when, you know, when you're in a group class, I feel like that's why a lot of these in-person group classes, like just keep the ankle weights on the whole time. But the benefit of Evlo is you can pause the video and take your ankle weights on and off. Like, yes, it adds like an extra second, but it's worth it to not overload those smaller muscles to make it really comfortable for your body and to move the needle when it comes to your progressive overloads. I think it's a great option. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about lastly, kind of walking. And I also want to lump cardio into this because I think some people will wear wrist weights or ankle weights in something like a hit class. Um, so let's talk about, um, let's talk about walking first. Okay. Yeah. I think, I really think with both in general, with any form of cardio where you're adding wrists or ankle weights to it, my personal opinion, and this is, and you might disagree in some ways, but for, for me, my, when I think about the intention behind what I'm doing, that's really important for, for both of us and for Evlo and for, for what we're putting forward as we want to be really intentional with everything we're doing. And we encourage members to do the same. So for me, whenever I'm, I'm going on a walk, typically I get to do my walks in the morning. It's awesome before I teach. Um, and that's my time to get my, you know, we recommend 150 minutes of light to moderate intensity cardio. So that's my time to kind of add to that throughout the week. And, and it's also a way for me to just not be on my phone in the morning for me to get outside, for me to get sun exposure very early in the morning, all of those things. That's, that's the intention behind the walk for me. Uh, My intention with cardio is never to burn more calories. And I think that's where the two things can kind of 
where, where the conversation can really come into play is I think a lot of people add something like a wrist weight or an ankle weight because they're wanting to burn more calories or quote unquote, make the most of their walk. For me, it's like, I'm going to get the ben- the cardio benefit just the same without any wrists or ankle weights involved. It doesn't add an extra mental component for me. And then I save my strength training and my muscle burning for my workouts, for, for my strength workouts. So I think that's why I feel the way I feel about it. What about you? I think so too. I think you hit the nail on the head as far as like, okay, we're, we're doing cardio for our heart health. We're not doing cardio to burn calories. I've done tons of episodes about how that's actually not even effective. And, um, and also we're not doing, we're not doing cardio to like burn our muscles or to get extra muscle work or to spot treat fat or anything like that. So if you're using these ankle weights and they are applying extra load to your muscles and potentially fatiguing your muscles, you might not have the same amount of, um, you might not have the same ability to show up to your strength training workout and give your strength training workout all the energy that you can. So you might be washing out the benefits of your strength training because you're fatiguing your muscles maybe a little bit too much by adding that really high repetition of ankle weights or wrist weights. So yeah, I I totally agree. It's like, let's separate cardio from strength. Let's do cardio for our heart health, not to burn calories. Let's strength train to build our muscles. Again, neither are to burn calories for fat loss. Fat loss is mainly your nutrition and not try to merge the two together. I think that that's something that like is very common in the fitness world is like, this gets this, this, um, will tone your arms and it'll burn your burn calories and it'll make you thin. And like, it'll, it's like, no, 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 (laughs) none of that is like science-based at all. It's just marketing. And so where do we want to add our wrist weights and ankle weights? If it's something that we want to do, focus it more on your strength training sessions, add those in into your strength training sessions. We like to say like, don't even fuss with it on your walks or in your cardio. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah. Um, anything else we missed? I don't think so. I think that really, really covers it. Okay. Amazing. Thank you, Peyton. Thank you all for listening. And we will see you all on Thursday for a new episode. Bye for now.